0: Hello and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. Today, I am so honored to have this guest here with us today, Mr. Bob Berg. I have read all of his books, um, especially the series, the Go-Giver series. I, I read it once a year. Um, and go through it as a reminder of what it is to be an impactful entrepreneur and to be able to have a person that is influential but with integrity, how to sell the right way, how to navigate entrepreneurship. So, if you have not read these books, I highly recommend that you download them on Audible or you get the paperback. I have both and I really, really enjoy them. I, in full disclosure, I am also a member of his Go-Giver Success Alliance, and it has been an amazing experience. I have been a part of some other networking, connection, communities, and I have to say this is hands down the most thoughtful and welcoming group of individuals I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and connecting with in this membership. Um, I've met some friends and some amazing people uh, through it, and the way that Bob really cultivates it and inspires us to do better and to do more in a loving, genuine, authentic way. And just his example of how he handles every situation is amazing and definitely worth the experience. So it is my great honor to welcome Bob Berg to the show today. Bob, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure, Josh. One of the things that I love about you, Bob, is that you one do so many things and make it seem so seamless (laughs) you you have the alliance you have been in sales you wrote the books you've you've done so much and and yet you still make everyone feel like that person in front of you is the only thing you have going on and the only person who's in your world you just dedicate so much attention to them um being a part of um your membership, the Go-Givers Success Alliance. (laughs) I've seen this firsthand and being able to be on the inside. And so one of the things that is amazing to me is um, how you handle that. Because there are so many people who in this day and age, coaches, consultants, uh, mentors, it's hard to find the real deal. We talk a lot about authenticity and you are one of the few people that I know that just demonstrates it through and through. And so... I would love if you could give us some suggestions on or some tips on how to one how to find a good mentor like yourself, and then two how to be a good mentoree.
1: Well, first, thank you for all those great compliments. I appreciate that, and it means a, a, a lot to me that you uh, that you think that way. I, I really am very grateful. I, you know, I think it's really just a matter of um, of willingly sharing your experience. I mean, I. I it's just not that complicated. I, I think we need to be able to to uh, work with someone and, and, you know, be empathetic to the fact that, they, that, that they're that they not where they want to be right now, as we weren't when we were first starting out. And sometimes, you know, we can, we can forget that a little bit. Uh, so we always need to, you know, to keep that in mind. They don't have the experience that, that we have, whether it's just by age or, or by being in a business or doing a certain thing for a certain amount of time. So we need to work with them in a way that we can help bring them along slowly, step by step, really helping them build on their small successes. While I I realize that it's important to, at times, help people get out of their comfort zones, I think it's even more important to, and again, there is a time and place for that and for everything, but I think it's more important to help someone expand their already existing Mm -hmm. comfort zone. And that's why I believe in small victories, small successes, because when we we have a small success, we go from here to here to here to here, which means our comfort zone, which is this, is expanding all the time. So, So again, I mean, I think that's just part of it. That's great. How would you recommend going about
0: finding someone who can mentor you like that?
1: Well, you know, the the good news is these days, it's so, so much easier to meet people and have access to people than it was, you know, back before the internet and social media. By the same token, you can't, can, but I don't think it's effective to believe that because you've connected with someone online, that they necessarily believe you have a relationship, right? And a mentor-protege relationship is just that. It's a relationship. So- you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll hear people, you know, say or or write to someone or post and just say, hey, will you be my mentor? And I'm not sure that's a particularly effective or productive way to do it. And the reason why is because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, if you want this person to be your mentor, probably a whole lot of other people do too. And that person only has so much time during the day that they can commit to something like that. And when you just say, will you be my mentor? you're not distinguishing yourself from anyone else. It might even come off as entitled as though you, you expect that they would just drop everything and, and be your mentor. Now, the good news is you can certainly ask pretty much anyone, but I think it's the way you do it. Which is what counts. So, for example, you know there might be someone who's very successful, and you like their their character from what you know of them. You appre- appreciate their style and where they've had experience and success. And there's nothing wrong with asking it, but I would I would do it more in the way of, you know, I know you are uh, immensely busy, and if you just don't have time to do this, or for whatever reason would rather not. Uh, I totally understand. I'm wondering if I might ask you one or two very specific questions. Now, what are you doing differently when you you do that? Well, first, again, you're you're coming across in a much more humble way. Uh, You don't come across as self-entitled, but instead you realize this is a very big ask. You're letting them know you're giving them the out or back door. You're saying if you're too busy or for whatever reason you'd rather not do this, I'll absolutely understand. Giving someone the out or back door is so very powerful because people don't want to feel trapped into doing something. They don't want to feel manipulated into it or, is that, you know what I'm saying? So when you give someone the choice, you make them feel a lot more comfortable. This also tells them that you're the type of person who will do that, right? Who will who will always respect their, their situation. Third, the way you asked when you said... Um, a couple of, you know, one or two very specific questions, you've shown this, you've communicated through that question that you're not going to waste their time like so many people do with just general, uh, what's the secret to your success as though there's one secret and that there's one, right. You know, (laughs) uh, and and, you know, you're going to, instead you have intelligent questions that you've thought out, you have an agenda, you know what it is you want to add. right? Right. And this gives, this inspires confidence. Uh, in this person. So the chances are, they're going to say, uh, sure, you know, absolutely. I can take a few minutes, you know, what have you. Now, when you're, when you're speaking with them or however you're doing it, it could be zoom, could be in person over a cup of coffee, could be, you know, whatever it happens to be, you know, you don't want to take up too much of their time. You want to make sure you, you only ask them questions that you couldn't have found out through researching them. Right. Because mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you do, that's not a good, a good mark. Right. Uh, and so um, you want to make sure to have them thoroughly at the end of the conversation make sure you don't take up too much time at the end of the conversation you thank them profusely you let them know that uh, how valuable this has been and if it's okay I'll, I'll circle back with you and give you an you know update you as to my progress and they're going to say sure of course please do that right and uh, then what I would do at the end of that conversation as soon as you're out of sight and back at your office or your home whatever is is write them a handwritten personalized note of thanks Okay. Very short, very sweet. It should just say, you know, again, thank you so much for taking such valuable time out of your day. Your uh, what you shared with me was priceless and I look forward to applying it right away. I'll let you know how, uh, you know, I'll keep you up to date on my progress again. Many thanks. Best regards Bob, right? Put it in in an envelope, uh, handwrite the address, put a regular stamp, you know, one of those big stamps on it commemorative stamps. Don't, don't put not a postage meter. Um, And send it to them. And, you know, and this is a, a very nice, nice touch. And it speaks highly of you to them, that you're the type that takes the time to do that. And I'd also do one more very important touch is send a small, make a small donation. Doesn't have to be anything big, just a small donation to their favorite charity, which you can easily find out by researching them online or at the very least asking their administrative assistant, you know, what that is and make the donation in their name. That way they'll be notified of it. And you're not doing it to, you know, to kiss up or anything. You're doing it only, again, to communicate that you really appreciated their time and you want to add value to them in a way that it's meaningful to them, right? Right. And so when you do that, you know, this is, this is the kind of person now who looks at you as someone who they want to mentor. Now, when you follow back up with them a couple of weeks later, a few weeks later, you know, you're going to ask another question and you're going to keep the process going. Now, it may turn out this person that you only have that one or two conversations with them and that's it. And you're going to ask someone else, and maybe this is going to happen a few times. And then eventually you come across that one person who, wow, they're your mentor, and you're their protege, and you have a long-term relationship in that way. But it doesn't always happen like that, and it doesn't have to. Don't be attached to the result, right? Just, you know, you hear us talk about this all the time in the in the Go-Giver Success Alliance. Do the work that you need to do. Do the right things along the way. But then don't be attached to the result. If it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. And it's going to be the same when you're a mentor and other people come to you and there's going to be, sometimes there's going to be a click and a connection and you're going to want to take this person under your wing and work. Other times you're just going to have a conversation with someone where you provide some very helpful, valuable advice. I love that, man. That that was
0: a uh, great advice. It's so gold right there. Oh, One you. of the things that I've kept hearing repeatedly, and it's it's funny because even in, in uh, your answer, but also just through your books and being able to have that proximity a little bit with the groups and the zoom calls, that personal touch is such a big element and, mm. and you make it seem so seamless, but in this day and age of technology, emails, text, people, you know, the kind of the catchphrase is like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. We almost wear that as a badge of honor these days. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You all, you always seem to have uh, or make it seem like you have, time to connect with someone even in short bursts whether it's uh you know a zoom cup of coffee or you know like you said the, the personal touch on the handwritten note and then throughout the books all of those were either a meal or coffee or uh, lunch time even if they were really quick they all had that personal element to it why is that personal element such a big defining thing
1: well, I think for the reason you said, Josh, that that busyness is looked at it now as, as such a badge of honor, which and I don't know why it is, but it is. And, you know, if everyone's too busy to make the personal connection, that personal touch, then the person who does it stands out. Right. That's true. That's you very know. true. Now, no. any tips
0: for uh the entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs and even the, the business owners. I know especially these last couple of years with uh, with COVID and, and regulations changing and people having to make adjustments, sometimes they were open, sometimes they were closed, sometimes all of this back and forth and learning right. so many things in such a short amount of time to be able to build something that allows you that freedom to mm-hmm. be able to have that personal touch because it can be really easy to overbook yourself.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I think with with, uh, you know, the people and I know a lot of your your listeners are are people who own local businesses, and they're really having to be flexible, you know, to a degree that is has never happened before, you know, and uh, not only do they have to be flexible in terms of serving their marketplace, they have to put up with all the shenanigans of all the politicians who are doing things in ways that, you know, I'm sure they're not consciously trying to hurt small business, but they're certainly hurting small business. Doing very doing. So. Um, you've also got most politicians who've never owned a small business or had to make mm-hmm. payroll and had to, you know, had to find a way to serve people that, uh, and I'm not saying this to denigrate politicians, I'm saying it that it's a problem, it's an issue. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that, that entrepreneur, that local entrepreneur who can say to themselves, okay, well, this is this, this is that, you know, let's deal in truth, so let's deal with what is, okay, now, how do I find a way? to add value? How do I find a way to make that personal touch? How do I find as easy a way for my customers to do business with me as possible? And you do this while navigating, you know, both the legitimacy of a, of a pandemic, certainly, and the, you know, the nonsense that, that politicians have infused it with.
0: I love that. and And you say add value and you know, lately I've realized, especially in kind of the, the marketing sector, that, that kind of seems to be kind of a, a very popular, hype right. word. Um, I mean, you used it before that. You wrote it in the books and, um, and you explained it very well where it wasn't something that would, you know, break the bank or, or any of that type of things.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think you bring up a great point because, you know, value is one of those words like influence, like authenticity that, you know, as important as they are, they've been now so overused in the marketplace. And they just happen to be three of the five principles in, in the book. So it's like, wow, you know, uh, so I better be able to explain them. Right. in a way, <laughs> so, you know, so what is value? Really, right? So, and I like to define value as it relates to price because the two are not the same thing and so many people think they are, right? Right. So price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It simply is what it is. Value is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to another person that they will willingly exchange their money for this and be glad they did, you know, while you, the entrepreneur, makes a very healthy profit. And there are many ways to bring value to a a, a person uh, other than the intrinsic value of your product or service. Now, the product or service has to give that person much more value, than what they're paying, right? That's a basic law of economics. People will right. exchange their money for that which they feel is of greater value than the money they're exchanging it for, right? right. Uh, they want that piece of pizza more than, or that slice of pizza more than they want that twenty dollars, right? That's why they they do it. That's why they will buy. But the question is, in a competitive marketplace, how do you really communicate that additional value? Right. That extrinsic value, that outer value above and beyond just your product or service, because your competitors are basically doing the same thing, right? So you've got to make yourself that, that extra value. You've got to realize that they're buying you before they're buying your company or before they're buying your product. They're buying you. Well, the, the good news is there are dozens, if not hundreds of ways to communicate that additional value, but they tend to come down to five, what we call elements of value. Okay, And these five elements of value are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree that you and your team members are able to communicate one or more, hopefully all five of those elements of value at every single touch point. So from the moment you first meet that person whether it's at a, a local community meeting or something, you know, a, a, a business event, a charity event, whether it's at a, a social function or a party, or the first time that person walks into your store and they're greeted from that first moment to the, through the relationship building aspect, uh, through the follow-up and follow through, the sales process, the referral process at every single touch point when you can be communicating those elements of value which cost little to nothing in terms of money goes. okay? To the degree you can do that, you have distinguished yourself from your competition and taken price and competition really out of the, the picture.
0: That is great. I, guys, I hope you guys wrote that down because – or rewind it and listen to that because those five traits are really uh, – that was a great explanation of that. Recently, I had a conversation with someone because I, I really enjoy your books and I, I read the whole series – every year. I just, I, wow. You guys already know I've recommended it on this podcast yeah. several times already. So, uh, one of the things that I love is, uh, like right there, when you talked about value, we also talk about influence. And for some reason there's been this disconnect or sales and influence either get manipulated to be the wrong type of, you know, feel like it's a power shift to be influential, you almost have to bully someone into a sale. And and in your books, you demonstrate how that's just not the case. No, And so I'd love it if you could uh, talk to us a little bit about influence and what it actually is.
1: Sure. So influence on a very, very basic level, okay, can be defined as the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, uh, usually within the context of a specific goal. Now, that's the definition. But it's not by any means its essence. The essence of influence is pull, pull as opposed to push, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like the old saying, how far can you push a rope? And the answer is not very, fa- at least not very fast or very effectively, right? Which is right. why great influencers don't push. They don't push themselves on others. They don't push their ideas on others. They don't push their will on others. They're not pushy. Uh, You never hear someone say, wow, that David or that Mary, she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people, right? Right. Uh, No, no. She she has a lot of, she's very influential. She has a lot of pull with people. And, And this pull is, it's an attraction, right? Great influencers attract people, right? First to themselves. And then to their ideas, and they do this not through push, not through manipulation, not through compliance, not through, right, uh, you know, those right. things, right? But they do it instead through, through pull. Now, how do they do this? How does this pull manifest itself? Well, uh, first, I think the great influencers really understand on a, uh, uh, an intellectual level and a heart level. What I believe was Dale Carnegie's underlying premise in his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And Josh, this is where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our reasons. Ooh, powerful, right? So the great influencer, what they will do is they will ask themselves questions to make sure they're focused correctly. See, I believe we need to be internally motivated outwardly focused. Mm. So the influencer asks themselves questions such as, how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals, with their needs, with their wants, with their desires? How does what I want this other person to do, right? How does it align with their values? What problems am I helping them to solve or overcome? How am I helping them to come closer to happiness. And when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, uh, intelligently, genuinely, uh, authentically, right? Again, (laughs) not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process. Now we've come a lot closer to legitimately earning their commitment. That is probably the Best explanation and definition of
0: influence yeah. that I've ever, ever heard. So this this has been so amazing and great in gold. And if you haven't read Bob's books, I, I definitely recommend it. And you can get them on Audible. I have them both, both in paperback and Audible. <laughs> they both are great.
1: And uh, in fact, you do uh, half the narration yourself, correct? Yeah, John David Mann, my awesome co-author. He and I uh, actually switch off chapters. And yeah, a lot of it's fun. It's great it's it's a wonderful way it's it's even that it's unique
0: in the way that you guys partnered with that it's really really awesome thank you and so if people would love to learn more and connect and get more great insight, how can they find you how do they get
1: in touch uh yeah the best way is just to go to the website which is Berg and that's b u r g And they can, uh, when they scroll down, they can see how they can get a free chapter of any of the books to see if they like them first. And they can also, if they go to where you see about four people having a cup of coffee at Rachel's uh, uh, famous coffee cafe, which if you've read the book, you you get the joke, otherwise, right? Uh, They can then um, click on that and find out more information about joining both of us on the uh, Go-Giver Success Alliance.
0: And guys, it is definitely worth it to be a part of a community that really does care about one another. You've been in a lot of places, a lot of memberships, but this community really does care. I've been able to connect with them both inside the membership, but outside the membership too. And the way that you know Bob is able to bring us all together under one roof and then give us the freedom to be able to connect with each other in real deep, intimate ways is is something that you don't find very often. So if you want the real deal, go check out Bob and his membership. Thank you so much for being here, Bob. It was such a pleasure. And uh,
1: thank you so for all the great insight. Oh, my pleasure, Josh. Uh, you know, I love you and your story and what you've done, what you've accomplished. But more than anything, I love and, and everyone in the organization feels this way. We just love who you are.
0: Thank you. That is so kind. Guys, thank you guys for listening into another episode. And until next time. Bye. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh Oldmost, that's J O S H O L M O S S R, or LinkedIn, Joshua Oldmos, or website, josholdmos.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional, impactful entrepreneur.